When productivity meets party with your girl, Party Perry, are you ready to turn, 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 turn up your happiness, turn up your success, and everything in between? Learn how to have fun while getting all your stuff done. Grab the word solo cup and a pen because we are about to party. Welcome to the party. You are in the right place, my friend. Welcome to another episode of Productivity Meets Party with your girl, Party Perry. That's me. I'm your host. Welcome back. This podcast is all about turning up, turn up your success and turn up your happiness. With this podcast, we go live every single Monday, every single Monday. All right. Serious question for you. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast and you're like, I have literally no idea what to do, what equipment do I need, how do I even post it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Well, this episode is for you. I'm here with one of my good friends and someone who I look up to so much, Emma Capotis. She is a content creator, a coach, and a podcaster. She has two amazing podcasts and I was actually on her podcast rave culture cast in February and I will link it up in the show notes for you guys but that was my first experience like ever doing podcasts at all and she really kind of sparked you know my idea interest I've always been a podcast listener for a very long time and in the month of February I got asked to do two podcasts like weeks from each other it was literally crazy guys and I was just like this is the universe telling me like you should do a podcast you got this you have something to say i know you can inspire so many people you can change so many lives girls start your podcast so this is literally like your beginner guide to starting a podcast so we talk about how to start a podcast how to plan episodes how to market your podcast and literally so much more i'm so excited to share this conversation with you guys honestly if you really want to start a podcast i would take some notes and i would listen to this episode multiple times there's a lot of good stuff in here if you are loving the podcast please leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts. Honestly, all the reviews like make me cry anytime anyone messages me about the podcast and how like it impacted them makes me like feels feels so good. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the support and being a part of the party squad. Let us go. Let's go. Hey, hey, let's go. Follow and subscribe if you're loving the podcast and share it on your story. I changed the podcast Instagram name to productivity meets party honestly the podcast deserved it it really did it really did the reason why it was um productivity parries because i didn't have enough characters like in my bio my personal party parry but you know what we don't have to talk about it but you know we, we did the thing it needed to happen so if you do love this episode please tag productivity meets party and please tag emma capotis and let us know what you learned, the insights. If you have any questions, go ahead and DM both of us. We would love to answer all your questions about podcasts. Everything about podcasting, we got you. Before we get into the episode, I just want to share my see a chug, send a chug, and my party foul moment of the week. So my see a chug, send a chug moment is going live on my own personal Instagram 
which like I do go live on Freedom Rave where I'm um, going live once a month, but I typically don't go live on my personal page. And I was like, I'm going to start doing that because I want to practice my communication. And I also want to show up for you guys and give you guys value and just hope you become amazing people in the world and help you be your highest self. So I actually did a live about becoming your highest self. So I'm super proud of myself for not just doing it. Like I literally woke up Friday and like, I'm going to do this um, today. Today's Saturday because Doug's at work. I have time. I'll do it. Let's go. And I, there was a time guys, there was a time that literally no one was at the live. There's a couple of times where I had three people, then zero people, then five people, then zero people, then zero people, then 10 people, then it would drop, you know, back down. And, and, you know, it's definitely made me feel like a type of way, like no one's on this live stream and how dare you. But then like I took a step back and I was examining my thoughts and how I thought about the whole situation and realized that just because no one shows up for my live or your live, whatever you do, if no one likes your stuff, if no one comments, if no one engages, just because no one engages with you doesn't mean that you don't have worth. It doesn't mean that you don't have value. This is actually a perfect moment for you to practice even more. So the opportunity, when I had zero people on the live stream, it's probably when I spoke the best because no one was there. I wasn't nervous. I was able to practice and like demonstrate different like communication techniques, how I really wouldn't say for like say things. I could say, "Mm," or I could pause. I could really like examine the whole situation. So just because this is a message for you, if you don't have anyone engaging with you, and if you start a podcast and you're like, literally no one's listened to this episode. I only have 10 listens. I thought hundreds of people were going to listen. Thousands of people were going to listen to this podcast. Just know that it takes time and you need to be consistent in my highest self, um, workshop today. We talk about having integrity and having discipline and having integrity of like when you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Having integrity with yourself, with your like word and how you're going to show up and serve other people and also having discipline, having that consistency to do your habits, habits that are hard, habits that you don't want to do and do them over and over and over again. So I'm super proud of myself that I kept pushing through. And I was able to practice and harness my skills as a leader, as a thought leader and inspire others. Even when no one is there, I can still inspire others. Think about that. I want you to think just because no one engaged with you, even though no one engaged with you, you can still inspire other people just because no one liked your stuff doesn't mean people don't want to listen to you. People want to listen to you. It may take time for them to listen to you, but just know that you have value in the world and to push your message out, even when no one's there. Because if you can't talk to an empty room, how can you talk to a full room? Okay. Okay. So my party foul moment of the week is, um, I was late to work this week. I was almost late twice. Okay, guys. So Monday I was heading to work in some fucking dumbasses literally got in a motherfucking accident 
before you hopped on the freeway. How are you going to get in an accident in the intersection before you hop on a fucking freeway? So Monday, I was almost late. But Thursday, I was late because, again, people were getting accidents. I think because school just started here and the virus is, like, kind of gone, not really here in Vegas. So more people are on the road going back to work. But I was late and I don't like being late, especially to my job, (laughs) especially to my job. So that's all I have for you guys. I hope you guys are ready for the episode. Thank you, Emma, for coming on. And guys, again, if you are looking to start a podcast and this episode is for you and I would take notes, sweetheart, I would take notes. All right, let's roll the tape. Hello, party squad. I am super honored to have today's guest today, Emma Capota. She is a rave content creator, a podcast host. She's also a coach. She has so many hats doing so many things. And I was on her podcast earlier this year, Rave Culture Cast. And she kind of inspired me to be like, you know what? Like maybe I could be your podcaster. So today we're talking all things podcast, how to start a pad- podcast, how to market your podcast and everything in between. So thank you for coming on the show. Yay. Thank Thank you for having me i can't even believe that was earlier this year right i'm like trying to put the time that yeah. and you didn't have a podcast at time you're a coach now like it's really <laughs> crazy how much like how much it's changed in just a few months honestly mm-hmm. i'm excited to be here yeah thank you for coming on so i already know a lot about you but just tell the audience <laughs> where you're from and what you do for work and i know you have two podcasts so what mm-hmm. are those Oh yeah. Yeah. We're going to dive into all that fun stuff today. So yeah. So I'm a content creator from New Jersey. Um, I started like my online journey a little over four years ago with my YouTube channel. And then two years into that, I started my first podcast, um, rave culture cast. And then, yeah, as of this spring, I quit my like full-time corporate job. So now I'm kind of doing a whole bunch of things, content creation, social media, coaching, like a bunch of different things. And then the second podcast came to be this January. Um, That's a festival insider podcast. So that's more like interviews with actual festival industry veterans and artists and all that cool stuff. Um, But yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride so far. (laughs) Nice. How long have you been a podcaster for? So a little over two years. Hey, okay. You're a veteran in the podcast. (laughs) We're doing our best. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of work. What made you want to start the first podcast? Um, I think at the time, like podcasts were already like pretty big because it was 2019. Um, and I was like an avid listener. And the real reason was because my YouTube channel, like there's only so much you can put in a YouTube video. Like you don't want those to be too long. And I was packing like a ton of information and I was just like, there are some topics that I feel like I could speak about more in length than like a 10 minute YouTube video. And so I was like, you know what, I'm, I think I'm going to make this a podcast and then I can really expand upon some of these tips and advice. And then I also wanted to like interview people and have other ravers on to tell their stories and that it just felt like a better format for that than YouTube was at the time. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that you mentioned that for sure. Cause YouTube is long form format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having like a whole hour video is to have some attention span. Yeah. On YouTube yeah. is a lot. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like you kind of got to get a little bit more to the point. I feel like probably max 20 minutes is usually where I try and cap it at. I wanted to talk about limiting beliefs of starting a podcast Just some things that I've heard around in the community 
that you need a expensive mic to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't. <laughs> I feel like equipment holds people back with like a lot of different things, but if you just want to get started, you can literally record it on your phone or um, I have, this is my main mic, but I have a second one that was like 35 bucks from Amazon. That's a USB mic that you just plug into your computer. And I've used that for interviews as well. So you definitely do not need a fancy setup. Yeah, I agree for sure. When I first started doing my podcast, I got a cheap mic from Amazon mm -hmm. and then I recorded on my Mac one day and then the audio was way better on my Mac compared to the microphone I bought. So oh, I was like, I'm going to record on my Mac. And then yeah. now um, we both got the Yetis. I got yep, the we're um, matching. <laughs> maybe about a month ago now. Yeah. I mean, it's really nice. It depends. I mean, I got lucky. My fiance bought me this as like a gift for Christmas. Cause he Aww. like, he's the best. He's been so supportive and like kept talking about wanting to do it. And then I came home one day and like this whole thing was like set up at my desk at home. So it was a gift, but, um, yeah, no, I don't for anything. Like, I think you can just start small, even with, um, video versus audio. I feel like a lot of people also feel like, Oh, I need to come out the gate with a video version of my podcast too, but you definitely do not. You can start with just audio and add all that stuff later so start small and then grow from there yeah good to know because I feel the pressure of like I need to have like a video <laughs> I need to put it on YouTube it's a, just a whole nother thing to manage on top of the audio so and I listen to so many big podcasts now that are still only audio and they just include like video clips on Instagram and stuff like that mm -hmm. yes very true mm -hmm. another that I've heard is you need a very large following to start a podcast yep no, you don't need that either. <laughs> I feel like you just, if you have a story to tell or a message you want to share or just like an idea, and I feel like you should maybe brainstorm a couple topics or like episode ideas to start out with, um, you can definitely grow it over time. You do not need to start out with like a huge following. If you, You'll build your community over time, I think. Yeah, for sure. You just got to start. Mm -hmm. If you got a story to tell, share it. Someone will connect with you. Yep, definitely. And there's so many different like organic ways you can get the word out about your podcast as well. And I think it just takes patience. That's the only thing like mm. it's, it's a hard because if you have like limiting beliefs and then you start a podcast and it takes like, it takes time, like not a long time, but it takes time to like really start to see like growth in your numbers. So I feel like you can maybe just get self-doubt in the first few months. If you're like, oh, this is like not going anywhere. There's not that many people listening. You just have to like stick with it and just be consistent. And then you'll see the growth over time. For sure. I agree mm -hmm. with that. I want to talk about the logistics and how to start a podcast in the first place. So how do you even publish a podcast? Do you need to go to like every single app and do like an auto post for each app? Yep. So no, it's all pretty easy. I had asked, like when I went to start, I had literally no knowledge at all. And I ended up asking a coworker because I knew she had a podcast. I was like, where do I do this? Like, how do I record it? Where does it go? Um, and she was, she said she used the platform anchor, uh, that it was a free platform. So I was like, great, let's start I'm on budget. <laughs> Perfect. And so Anchor, you can use the mobile app or you can use the desktop version. You can record your episodes in there, which is nice. Um, but yeah, Anchor is my hosting platform. So it's free, you know, unlimited storage as far as I know. And it handles all the distribution for you, which was a big thing. So it takes like, you know, a week or two to get out there. 
but they push it out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, like Pocket Cast, a couple, the really big ones they push it out to. Um, so you don't really have to worry about that at all. And then the actual recording I just used, it was also like a free download um, called Audacity. I think a lot of people start on Audacity. You can record and edit in there. So that's what I started with. And yeah, you can, you can get started on the cheap. Really? <laughs> These are all free. Those two things are free. Okay. I didn't know about Audacity. I'll have to check that out. I edit just through GarageBand. Yep. GarageBand's perfect too. Yeah. And that comes on your computer, I think for most cases. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Now I use Adobe, um, Adobe Audition, which I love, Ooh, okay. um, but I already had the, I like, I'm a designer. So I already had the whole Adobe suite, but that one, mm-hmm. I think, I think it might be $29 a month or something like that. If you were just to buy that on its own. So mm-hmm. it's not necessary to start. I also use Anchor. It's a great platform. It's so easy just to do it on the one Anchor and then they mm-hmm. just distribute it distribute it to everything else. I'm glad that you mentioned, I do want to bring up when you do your podcast for the first time, you have to get approved first and it takes about a week for your podcast to get mm-hmm. approved. So make sure you guys publish your episode. You're going to have to wait a week before you officially announce it to the world because it does take a while for all the platforms to approve it. Yep. I made that mistake the first time around. I like, I announced the date. I was like, it's going to be Wednesdays. And I was Mm -hmm. like, it's coming out this day. I think I like uploaded the episode maybe like two days before that or something. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I got the notification, like it will take five to seven business days for this to appear on Spotify. I was like, well, shit, (laughs) I should have thought that through. So you can share anchor though, like just the link Mm -hmm. to your anchor page so people can listen to it. But yeah, maybe give yourself like a week for that to get out. When did you publish your first episode again? It was mm, April, the first Monday of April. Okay. That was maybe the fifth or sixth. (laughs) Did you have like a couple episodes like ready to go before or were you just recorded your one? I just recorded my one. That was my plan, but you know, it's just hard to batch (laughs) sometimes. So It is, it is. And they're longer episodes too. So it's like, it's hard to record multiple in a day for sure. Yeah. So, but just, I just been doing one at a time right now. I'm like three weeks ahead. So. Best feeling ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to book them far in advance. I yeah. feel like, yeah, I'm doing uh, this with you now. And then at four o'clock, I have a girl coming on for um, Rave Culture Cast. I was like, I'm already doing my makeup today. I'm getting the most out of this today, you guys. So if you can batch content create, Perry and I love that. It's very, very helpful. Yes. Yeah. It- saves lives mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. yep mm-hmm. do you think having a niche is important in the podcast world um I, I just talked about this with like some of my students because I just did a course on podcasting so I mean it's hard I feel like if you already have an idea or like a niche that you kind of fit in I think it's nice because you can find a more specific audience. So you can kind of cater what your topics are going to be about and episodes and everything to a specific audience. So I do think it can help you um, build that community quicker versus like if you were to start a podcast and you were just like catching up with your friends or it's like your life story, which go ahead. Like if that's what you want to do, absolutely. But it's like, okay, it's a little harder to build an audience because what are you going to name the titles of the episodes? Like somebody really has to like buy into you as a person and get to know you, which I'm sure can happen. 
But if you were producing for a niche and you were making these episodes that were really like helpful for specific people, I feel like there's a better chance for you to grow a little bit more quickly. So I think it helps sometimes. Yeah, for for sure. That makes sense. They say like the riches are in the ninjas. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yep. Yep. And you can do a little bit of everything. Cause I got questions like, what if you're interested in more than one thing? Like, I think as long as you stray, like don't stray too far, you can still incorporate like a couple things into your podcast, you know, and like have guests on that maybe have other interests as well. Mm-hmm. What's um, Rave Culture Cast and Festival Insider? What's their categories? I think I did music oh, for okay. both of them. I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> I think, I don't even remember what the categories are, but I think, I think since they're both like music industry related, I'm pretty sure I picked music. What did you do for the years? Um, self-improvement. Ooh, okay. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so who did your cover art? Did you do it yourself? Yes. Yep. I did. I did that in Photoshop. Um, the, I like revamped stuff almost like a year into the podcast. So like, I'm very big on done is better than perfect. Cause I feel like sure. people will, they will also get like caught up in every like little thing looking absolutely perfect before you launch and you don't need to do that. So I designed the original logo and cover art in Photoshop and kept it. So I launched it in April, 2019, January, 2020. I rebranded. Um, it used to be called rave culture podcast. I rebranded it just to rave culture cast, changed the logo, redid the artwork. So it's been that way since January, 2020 pretty much. Yeah. I like it too. Thank you. I like the colors. Thanks. Yeah. I had picked out all the branding, um, and just tried to like think about who the audience was, like, what is it men? Is it women? What's their age range? Like just tried to figure out like who I was trying to reach. And I also wanted to like get across the idea of like, this is still related to dance music and raving so Mm -hmm. that it like the colors and all that made sense with that, um, community. So yeah, no, we're sticking with it now. We're happy with it. <laughs> nice. Yep. And I'm the same way, like done is way better than perfect. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like have like a photographer, like take my photos and like do something like super cute for the cover art. But I was yep. like, I don't have time for this. Like I'm really <laughs> ready to launch my podcast. I just took a photo yep. that I already took, <laughs> put some text on it and called it a day. Perfect. Yeah. As long as you can, like, I'm always big, like, as long as it's clear, people can read what it says and like the name isn't too confusing. Uh, and you can make so much in Canva now. I feel like everybody Mm -hmm. uses Canva, but you can literally make logos in Canva also free you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I did mine in Canva. Yep. Perfect. And they have a um, category that you can literally type podcast covers and Mm -hmm. there you go. It's so easy. I'm breaking it down for you guys. (laughs) So how do you plan your episodes? Ooh, um, I would say, so now that they're really guest heavy in the beginning, they were more just like solo episodes. Um, but I would say at this point, since I've had a lot, I try to think about what people need help with. So I'm like very much involved in the community. So I'm like trying to pay attention of like what people are asking questions about, or like maybe there's a topic that's like trending, like, okay, EDC got canceled. Let's quickly do an episode about that. So it's usually a combination of like, what's kind of in the news? What are people talking about slash what do they need help with? And then for the guests, I just try to be like, I don't know. I just try to pick people that I think have like really interesting stories. And each and every week, I want the topics to be like 
different than each other. Cause I don't want to get too repetitive. So for the guests, I'm like, okay, one week I did a content creator. Then the next week, like I want a record label owner, like something like that. So that they're all always getting like a variety of people and stories every week. So I just try to listen to my audience as much, much as possible and make content for them pretty much. Yay. I like that. I'm like still very new. You'll be episode 20. So you're still early days. Still Um, 20 weeks. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Time is flying by. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've started like just seeing analytics and polling my audience and seeing what people actually want to hear from me has been interesting. Mm. Yeah. I've been loving every episode that you've been doing. So good. I was listening to the episode with um, Kylie this morning. That one was really good. Thank you. I love her um, spirit. She's so cute. I learned so much. Yeah. I was like, I want to go buy some new rave outfits now. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How do you batch the podcast? Um, not really like sometimes I will book two guest interviews like in a day and space it out just so I have time. But usually I'm the same as you. If I can get like two to three weeks ahead, that would be nice. So this week I actually had, I'll have three podcast interviews this week. So that will be for the next three weeks. So sometimes I won't, I won't batch really in the same day, but probably in the same week, I will try other times I'm recording on the weekend right before it's supposed to come out, but like, that's really stressful. So yeah, I try to try to do, um, at least two weeks ahead if I can be. Yeah. You got what about this. you? We got this. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, I wish I can sit down for the solo episodes. I wish I could sit down and do like two or three. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe I'm just thinking too hard because I love Jenna Kutcher and she does four podcasts in a day. I'm just like, I just want to be like, oh my God. <laughs> That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's exhausting. I don't think people realize talking that long, especially by yourself, like it gets tiring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a lot to like, come up with you need to do you write out like a script or anything like that for yourself sometimes yeah yeah what I do I'll write bullets and then I'll do the bullets and then I'll Mm -hmm. stop and then end up writing literally (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah because it's so much to think about yeah like you think oh I can feel I can talk for 45 minutes and then you start talking you're like nope unless a script Mm -hmm. like helps you actually like carry the conversation on I think yeah, for sure. And then having like questions for the guest, I think is good to mm-hmm. have some structure. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. I want to talk about marketing, which I'm super interested um, to learn more from you about. Yeah. What are some ways to get your podcast found? Um. So the biggest thing I would say, like I try and bank on organic search. So I'm I I'm really bad. I would say at like naming episodes, I like struggle every single week, but usually I'm very careful with what I name the episode. So I'm like purposely mm. trying to pick a name that is good for search. So definitely that. And then it's changed for me over time, but like I, I heavily rely on social media. So I think creating the Instagram page, um, was really big. And then now that I do like the clips from the episodes, like, I feel like those have gotten the word out a lot more if people just like discover them. Um, and then I created like a Facebook group community. So I feel like once it became more of like a community, then I feel like friends told friends. So it was a lot of word of mouth that I was like hoping for, which is nice within this community, people share things, but I really banked on like 
Twitter, Instagram, the Facebook group. And then we just started a TikTok account, maybe like within the last two months, that was something I always wanted to do because I've discovered a lot of podcasts, like popping up in my for you page. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm always like, I need to get on TikTok. So we've been doing that. Um, and that was really, really good. And there's been like some growth there. So I'm just trying to hit like all of the, uh, organic pathways first. I think, I think that's everything and posting in Facebook groups. I try to drop links to the podcast anywhere and everywhere that I can. I haven't been good about it lately, but you know, if somebody says like promote yourself or if somebody asks a question about theft or whatever, I'm like, Hey, I just posted a whole podcast episode all about like avoiding theft at festivals, drop a link. Yep. Nice. I love that. Promote yourself. Yep. (laughs) That's smart idea. Cause I'm in so many like some Tronics rave base house, Mm -hmm. like Facebook groups, like so many and just if any has any questions like to drop it in there that'd be good yeah. I like that people sleep on Facebook groups I I've told a lot of my clients that and they're always like I never would have thought about it I'm like yeah that's where it's at there's so, such good community and I would say Reddit too I'm not big mm. on Reddit anymore but like for my YouTube channel in particular in like 2016 no I didn't have a YouTube channel so 2017 probably through 2019 I was dropping my YouTube channel in the Reddit groups like all the time, but then I eventually got in trouble for that. So (laughs) So I stopped. (laughs) They were like, stop promoting yourself. I was like, I'm not trying to, like, I wasn't trying to promote myself. It was the EDC group. I was like, Mm. I'm posting so many helpful videos to help people prepare. I just want to like help people get ready. But they were like, you can't do that. (laughs) But you guys can try. Definitely. It's worth trying, you know? Yeah, do it. That's a smart idea. Yeah. That way. I did one ad. I don't think I told you this. So I did one mm. Facebook ad about my podcast and it was my podcast cover art. And I had my, all my episodes. I think I only had like eight at the time. So I was like, I'll put all eight mm. of my episodes. So people can see the titles. I got a lot of um, DMs of men asking me what my services were. Oh I'm, my God. I'm like, this is our type. Like it wasn't even for coaching or anything. No. It was for my podcast. I was oh, like, geez. what? So that was my ad experience for the podcast. Oh, no. Yeah, Facebook has, I wish I knew more, but it's just, to me, it's like you either have a big budget or it's like not going to do much for you. So I kind of haven't done that, but oh man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for the coaching business, it's a big, like now I get coaching ads, like, and courses all the time and webinar ads on Facebook. So I'm always like one day I would probably, cause that's a business. I think I would definitely try to dive into Facebook ads for like the coaching stuff, but, um, no podcast has just been social, social media, I would say for the most part. Nice. Okay. I'm going to get on Reddit too. (laughs) Yeah. Drop a link here and there. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I wait for the ones that are like, cause there's a couple rave groups where they will literally post a post saying like it's self-promo Saturday like post a link to whatever you got and people will promote Mm. their businesses or you know rave shops and so like usually I wait for kinds of posts like that and I'll be like hey I have a rave like podcast if anybody's interested and even if just one person sees it that's like one more listener that you know found you so yeah try it out yep Mm -hmm. I know you have a lot of reviews how do you get people to review your podcast (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's been slow now. Like I used to be big, like at the beginning of every episode, like asking for, um, rating and reviewing, but it's also been a little over two years. So those have been accumulating like over time I've done, I think twice, maybe three times. Cause I heard, um, 
another podcast that I listened to do this. And I was like, oh, that's really smart. I've done giveaways. So I've done mm. merch giveaways and I've said like, hey, if you guys would just like rate and write a review and then I pay attention who ent- enters that week and I just put their names in like a random name generator and I've given merch away. So I'll probably do another one of those soon, but reviews really help for podcasters. So yeah. yeah. And sometimes people need like a push. I feel like, you know, it's just not top of mind for anybody. So mm-hmm. yes, yep. everyone stop what you're doing with podcasts. <laughs> leave me a review, go to Rave Culture Cast, leave a review and go to- post- Takes 20 seconds, please. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yep I've also done two giveaways maybe mm-hmm. three. I done a Starbucks gift card and then for mm-hmm. my coaching to like pre-launch get mm-hmm. excitement and that it worked people did leave reviews so that's good I remember seeing both of those yeah the coaching one was awesome mm-hmm. yep you just gotta keep reminding people I think yeah you gotta yeah. keep pushing it on people mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm how long do you think it took for your podcast to get like traction to get like attention um I'm trying to think like it definitely did like continued to go up probably up until the pandemic that was not fun for anybody but um Mm. I would say I think I just kept doing the solo episodes and really tried to cater those to like answering questions making them as helpful as possible so that was helping with search and then I think getting guests like like gave a little bit of a boost because obviously once you have a guest, like they're promoting it on their platforms as well. So I think that kind of got over a plateau. And then I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like not only are you sharing other people's stories, but this like solves so many different, you know, problems. So I think having starting to have guests on kind of like got it to another level because that ha- helped it reach more people. Um, and then sometimes there are just like specific episodes that just spike for whatever reason, like they just happened to like pop off. So I did one about, um, substance use in the rave scene. That was a really good episode. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that seems to be a hot topic in general. Cause I just did one about, um, safety around substance use and I had dance safe come on. And like, I'm pretty sure that's one, like might be one of my highest episodes ever. So like clearly people want to hear about that topic in particular, Mm. but every now and then it's the same as YouTube. You might just have an episode that happens to like strike a nerve with people and takes off. And then like, you get a lot more, you know, new listeners coming in through that. So I think it's like paying attention to your analytics and seeing like what really resonates with people and then thinking like, okay, how can I do this episode again? But like in a different way or with a different guest, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't know that you had another episode. The one I was talking about was the one with dance safe. Oh yeah. yeah. That was a good one. No, it was one of like, it probably was one of my first episodes, like maybe episode five, like definitely within the first 10. Um, and I just like simply talked about like substance use and like misconceptions about that and the scene and all that stuff and that like I remember getting traction right off the bat yep nice I'm gonna have to dig deep and go to your first episode (laughs) there were some good ones in there yeah I talked about consent really early on that one I like was an important I think that was within the first five episodes so I tried to like hit on those really important topics like very early on there's some good ones just dig go all the way back you guys (laughs) yeah what do you look for in guests? Ooh. Um, oh, it's hard. I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way because everybody's so different and you never like fully know 
what kind of energy they're going to bring. So it's always like a surprise and it's challenging in different ways. But again, I usually just try to pick different types of people. I'm just very big on that. Like I want a variety of people from all walks of life, different backgrounds, different jobs. Like I've had young ravers, I've had veteran ravers, like I've had industry professionals, you know, content creators. So I'm just really big on, um, finding people that I think have interesting stories from different backgrounds. And like some of them have been my friends or content creators and things like that too. But, um, I just try and focus on like a variety of different types types of people and, you know, and artists. Sometimes I'd like to have artists on occasionally. I want to do more of those eventually, yeah. but the quarantine was easy because not easy, but it was easier because people were home. So that's when I kind of like shot my shot with a couple of artists and like mm -hmm. was lucky to book some interviews that way. But now like that everybody's touring, I feel like it's going to get harder. Nice. Do yep. you typically, cause you pitched me through DMS. Do you typically mm -hmm. like artists do via email or direct message also? Um, yeah, it's, it depends. Like some of them, the original people I had reached out to, I didn't have like a relationship with them, I would say, but like we had DM'd before. So like mm -hmm. I had already been a fan of theirs, commented a lot, then like struck up a conversation. Um, so those people, I felt like a little comfortable just like shooting them a message being like, would you ever be interested? Some mm -hmm. will immediately say like, yes, here's my manager's email. Send my manager an email. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anybody I like formally, I think there was like one person that I formally invited, like just found their management and then sent them like a professional email. Otherwise it's been, yeah, DMs, but sometimes it's out of the artist control because I've spoken to the artist before and they've, they've been interested and then their management will reach out and be like, they're too busy. <laughs> mm, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about nope. you? Do you do, do DM or do you email people? Just DMs. Yeah. So I, I haven't really reached out to like a famous artist or anything quite mm -hmm. yet. Just close content creators that I know that I've yep. been talking to or I've met before have been on the podcast. Yeah, that's good. It's good because you know you'll have like a good rapport with them, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know like the vibes will be good. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a good place to start for sure. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about equipment. I know we mentioned a little bit earlier. So what microphone are you using? This is the Blue Yeti Caster. So it came with this like whole boom arm. So I'm currently using nice. that. Yeah. Okay. Do you like the arm? I didn't in the beginning and I got used. I It really was like so annoying. Uh, but now I actually if you probably go look back at my videos, it always used to hang from overhead. Like the mm -hmm. microphone literally went over and then we flipped it when we moved into this house and now it's like underneath me. And like, now I love it. Cause I can just like swing this back and forth, but, um, mm -hmm. I still, you have just like the stand, right? Yeah. On yours. I still, there's part of me that's still like, I don't know if this works with the stand. Like I might have to literally buy that microphone again with that. Um, oh, but I kind of, I like having that option where it's just like sitting on a table underneath you. I don't know. We'll see where I got to keep my budget tight right now. <laughs> I, I think the boom arm's cool. I have mm -hmm. like a foldable desk. I just moved in with my boyfriend and it's just, I don't have a real space for that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need like, a. <clears throat> yeah. I need like my own 
Um, I could even think of what's called office. I need my own office. I think mm-hmm. once I get my own office, I would get one, but it's mm-hmm. just easy for now. Yeah. No, I like, I think the boom's good, but yeah, that microphone I would recommend too. I feel like when you Google like podcasting mics, the Blue Yeti comes up for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amy Porterfield made me do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some, there's definitely other good ones too on the market. Um, but like I said, I ended up buying a $40 mic from Amazon too. That, cause I, I just wanted a handheld one for interviews. So there was like a hot minute there mm. that I was always using that one as well. What camera do you use? So usually I have my Canon G7 X Mark II, which I've had almost like bought. I think I bought it in 2019. Um, I need to upgrade that at some point, I think, because it's like a point and shoot. It's usually meant for vlogging. Um, And now that I do so many sit down videos, I would probably not necessarily recommend a point and shoot. It also like every 25 minutes, like, it shuts off. So with the podcast, that's an hour. I probably have to hit the re-record button like two or three times. So eventually, like if you want to do this full time or professionally, or if like you've been doing this for a while, I do think it'd be worth it at some point to invest in like a higher quality camera that can record like the entire time through that. That's like a future Mm. purchase, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, that's my future purchase for for mm-hmm. sure. I want to put the podcast on YouTube because YouTube is just a great search engine. Might as well, you know, go and do mm-hmm. it. But I love doing podcasts like with no makeup on and just like yeah. <laughs> what's good. Yeah. In my pajamas. Yeah. Actually get ready to do that. Agreed. Yeah. I think that the interviews are different, but sometimes for like I'll record an intro and outro, like obviously before and after. Mm-hmm. And I just did that one for this week. I just was like, I couldn't be bothered to get ready or put makeup on. So I'm just like, this is myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just got to keep it real. I think. Mm-hmm. Any tips for putting a podcast on YouTube? Um, yeah, I would just say like, just know what you're getting into in advance. Cause it is like an extra step, but like with this, you just record the audio and then editing audio can once you're like in a swing of things can be pretty quick. And then you just post that to anchor or whatever platforms with YouTube. Um, yeah, like definitely figure out what your camera situation is going to be. And then after that, um, there's just other elements you need to think about. Like, are you going to make an intro your design, your end card, like all of that kind of stuff. So like your brand consistency, like looks good across the board. Mm. Um, and then yeah. And then it's just a personal decision. Are you just going to upload like the episodes every week? Do you want to do like highlights? I was doing that for like a hot minute. I was just uploading like short clips to the YouTube channel. Um, but it's just like another audience you need to nurture, but you made a really good point. I forgot to mention that before YouTube helped tremendously too with organic search as well. Cause like mm. there are some people who have probably just found the podcast because it's on YouTube and didn't even listen to the audio at all. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have, if you think you have the time to do that and video edit and like all that stuff, I think it's, it's worth it. And especially cause like, then you can create clips for social media as well. So having like some sort of video element is really helpful. For sure. Okay. Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> you can do it. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Who did your intro and outro? I did. Nice. Okay. Yeah. The the music wise. Me. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Producer. <laughs> so I just, I did it. Uh, I actually, I wanted to, I just made a new, um, yeah, like a new like jingle or whatever for the audio mm-hmm. version. And I did want to send it like to an artist or something like that and see if somebody could create something. I just did not have time. So I used um, Epidemic Sound is a really good platform. I just did the free trial and then that ended. Maybe I'll pay for it one day, but they have like way better song selections than say like the free YouTube library, which is normally what I use. But mm-hmm. like, if you want dance music tracks, like they had like a whole library of all kinds of subgenres of dance music. So I was like, okay, we'll actually get some solid choices out of that. So yeah, no, I did. Yay, that's that awesome. <laughs> that's but cool. you can outsource it, mm-hmm. guys. I, don't, you don't have to do it yourself. <laughs> I got my intro and outro done by one of my best friend's boyfriends, and he's nice. a producer. And I was like, Max, will you please help me? And he's like, I got you. So I sit him, Perfect. just um, me talking, like my little intro. And I was like, I really want some house kind of feels. I love dubstep, but that's kind of intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's like, send me some songs that you are interested in. And then he sent me that. And I was like, perfect. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I was like this is amazing. Thank you so much. It sounds so good. Yeah, there's some, I feel like it does give like your podcast like a little bit more of like a professional feel when you do decide to like have some sort of intro like that. And it's nice consistency. I dance to the music every week that you have, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that makes me happy. (laughs) It sounds really good. I want to dive into coaching, one of my favorite things to talk about. So you're a social media and content coach? Yes. Okay. Yep. So what does that all entail? So, yeah, so it was kind of like hard to pick a title for it because I feel like my clients are kind of like a range of so many different things, but it was basically just you know, if you need help with your social media pages and that could be any platform like YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Um, but also since like I'm a content creator at heart, like po- podcasts, I don't really consider social media. Like that's more content to me. So even if you want to start a podcast, like that technically falls under it. And I have clients who have helped them launch podcasts. So I was like, it's kind of a little bit everything like up in one and then it's up to you. And like, if in my one-on-one program each week is like catered to what you specifically want help with, but in general, it's like helping people grow their platforms and their engagement, um, figuring out like how to actually create the content. Cause I feel like people's, one of people's biggest struggles is like the actual creation portion mm-hmm. of it and like finding the time to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's also like, it can also just be helping people feel more confident, you know, showing up online because some people are just even nervous to put themselves out there. So it's kind of like a range of everything, but I call it just social media and content coaching. Yeah. Nice. I'm also a social media and business coach because also I have a lot of mm-hmm. students doing a lot of things. So like, I guess I'm helping people start businesses and helping yep. people grow their social media. So No, but that's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it depends on the person. I love the business coaching is huge. Mm -hmm. I feel like so many people right now are trying to do their own thing and like make their side hustle their full-time thing. So Mm -hmm. I definitely think that's something that the pandemic taught us is you can't count on your corporate job or any job Mm -hmm. and that matters. So yep. So I think a lot of people, including myself, realize like, I don't want to go back into an office. Really Mm -hmm. don't want to do this. (laughs) This is not what I was meant for in this world. So yeah, it's been, it's been inspiring to see a lot of people just like quitting their jobs and doing their own thing. And now me and Perry and aid have like a little group chat, which is very helpful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that we started it. 
Yeah. It's very helpful to have like, even if it's a small community or like one or two other people who are on the same wave wavelength as you, and they're doing similar things. I just feel like that's helped us get like so much closer and it can be like a very, uh, not isolating feeling, but if you're a content creator and you don't have any other people who are content creators, it's like hard to, um, ask questions and relate to somebody. So it's really helpful to have like all of us in the group chat just to like bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah, I agree. Cause especially like if you don't have friends creating content or at least seriously creating content, like how we are mm-hmm. creating content and me like, you know, bugging like Doug, like, Hey, like, <laughs> I'm asking questions. Like, all right, like I'm, can you stop? So it's yeah. <laughs> girls to talk yeah. to about this stuff. Exactly. It's just, it's very, very helpful to just have like those communities or Facebook groups or like whatever it is, people who can relate to you. Um, yeah, but the coaching has been a lot of fun. You, are you, you, are you loving it so far? I am loving it. It's so much fun. It makes me want to quit my nine to five, which was going to be one of my questions. How was mm. leaving and taking the leap? Oh my God. So nerve wracking. <laughs> it was like a very, very long time coming, but Um, if I didn't have, like at the time I was working with Maddie Maple, she was my business coach for 12 weeks. Love her. Hope, hope to work with her again soon. But, um, that was like my first time working with a coach and that was great. So she like basically helped me launch my coaching business and like lay the groundwork for all of that. And like a big theme that kept coming up was, um, I was like gotten so busy with like the social media and the content coaching. And then this like Um, job that I'm doing now that's like in the dance music space kind of came into the picture as well in like January, Mm. February. And it was just so blatantly obvious to me that like my full-time job was just like irrelevant at that point, which (laughs) it was paying my bills and everything like that. And I was incredibly lucky, Mm -hmm. but I just knew in my heart for a very long time that it was going absolutely nowhere. And I was like, this is glaringly obvious in your face. This is what you're supposed to be doing. But without Maddie, I don't know if I would have like had the courage to quit. She was like, what are you doing? Just pick a date and put your notice in. And I was like, okay. I just woke up one morning, literally, and I had a performance review that Mm -hmm. day. And I was like, I was like, today's the day because you can't sit through a performance review and like pretend and like set your goals for another year with this company if you don't Mm -hmm. want to be there. So, Mm -hmm. yep. It was pretty much a day of decision to put my notice in <laughs> nice that's good yeah. though especially it was good timing you know things perfect, happen perfect timing yeah so I feel right now I have six one-on-one clients and mm. I I want to take on another one but like I honestly don't think I can mm-hmm. I think I have to wait until everyone's sessions are over because yep. I'm still working my weekends are with coaching and like I still want to enjoy my life and mm-hmm. still have fun and yeah. then I hate um I don't hate it I take that mm-hmm. back but it yeah. is stressful um going from work and then doing a session and then like still trying to work on my business and still trying to like do stuff around the house and like mm-hmm. all right gotta start all over again <laughs> so it's ex- it's so exhausting I don't think people realize that it's like a I mean social media in itself is a full-time job Mm. coaching full-time job so yeah like doing all those things at the same time it amazes me 
women are amazing. Honestly, we just juggle all these things. Yes. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. I swear, like it's crazy, but I think six coach, six, six coaching clients is awesome. So I think you'll know, like you, you're like laying the groundwork. Like it's really good to save. I didn't just quit like willy nilly. I, I made sure I launched a course that went well. I booked mm-hmm. coaching clients. I was like, I'm good financially we're in a good place like we have things to fall back on right now if it doesn't work out so I didn't just like quit my job with no plan I'm a big planner so I would say as long as you've like got other sources of income and you know you can quit your job safely and then you can take on more when your job is done then I would probably like go that route if you can yeah I agree guys make sure that you are financially prepared if you need to get all your legal stuff in matter Mm -hmm. before you take the big leap yeah protect yourself yeah and just have backup plans for sure yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. other sources of income just yeah it's always a good way to go that's awesome that you're doing the marketing for the live events Mm -hmm. that's awesome that's cool that's like a dream job like okay like let's go that sounds it's been yeah it's been unreal it's like I don't even know how to describe it I'm kind of doing content creation for them so like the the main company is kind of like I guess you would call it like more of a marketing company but um yeah, they do all the marketing for made event. So electric zoo, um, a couple other festivals are doing arc and then all of the shows at like the Brooklyn Mirage and avant Gardner. So that's been really cool. But in general, they hired me to help them with content originally. So I'm running like, I'm running three Instagram accounts for oh, them. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> and they're all like festival or dance music related. So yeah, like that's an absolute dream. Um, and then we are doing like a ton of content on their website. So, um, the main company is called gray area. It's like a whole house music platform. And so we're just like doing tons of interviews with different, like international house artists. And I'm like project managing that whole thing. So that's like a whole job in itself pretty much. Yep. That's cool. I definitely think that's something I would want to do because right Mm -hmm. now I'm in healthcare and doing the coaching and doing content creation. I realized I love marketing and like public relations. Like it's so cool. And I was thinking about maybe just getting my associates in marketing. I don't know mm. <laughs> if I would even need to, but I think it would be. I think that's so cool. Yeah, because AIDS background is in marketing as well. I think, yeah, follow your gut. If you like have an inkling that you're kind of meant to do something else, I feel like you should definitely see that through. I'm going to go for it. So much, your- like we said, so much has changed in a couple months already, right? Like you literally don't know where you're going to be in six months from now. So yeah, who knows? Well- when we um, first talked in February, I just took the LSAT and I was going to go to law school. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I'm about to be a full-time <laughs> coach. So That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it, it changes so much. I feel like people think it's not a lot of time or like when you, like when I say like, oh, I've done YouTube for four years, it's like four years. That sounds like so fucking long, but in actuality, it's, I don't know. It just goes by so quickly and so much can change in like a month. So I don't know. You never know where you're going to end up. Mm. So what is your favorite thing about coaching? Ooh, I just, I love working with creators. I just think it's so much fun. And I, I don't know. I've just like, it's given back, like social media has done so much for my life. And so like seeing creators who want to do the same thing or like want to put themselves out there. uh, I just like love supporting them and like helping them reach their goals like faster. Cause I feel like I learned a lot of things slowly and through experiences. 
So getting to work with like creators at the beginning of their journey and like helping them get like set up for success. So they, you know, know what they're doing and they can get to their goals faster. Like that's definitely the best thing. I'm a Pisces. So I love helping people. It's like, yeah. And I'm a two on the Enneagram. If anybody knows what that is, which is the helper. So that's a very big (laughs) theme in my life pretty much. Where do you take the test? I hear a lot of podcasters like I'm probably like I'm an Enneagram like seven. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think like yeah, no, just Google Enneagram test. It's okay. probably like one of the first links. Um, I feel like it was a long multiple choice quiz, oh, really? my okay. knowledge, but definitely do it. Yeah, it, it says a lot about your personalities, I think. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm What's your zodiac see. sign? I'm a Capricorn. Ooh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Very hard worker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My fiance is a Capricorn. Yep. Oh, really? When's his birthday? <laughs> He's December 27th. Okay. I'm the 23rd. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Right around Christmas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. Okay. Yeah. No, which, that makes a lot of sense. Which I love your engagement photos. Thank oh. you. <laughs> Those came out good. When are you getting married? January. January. Okay. Winter wedding. Yep. Nice. We booked it like got some time a little. Yeah, we're about to hit the six month mark, which is like making me freak out a little bit. <laughs> but uh, no, because we got engaged like middle of the pandemic. It was like May 2020. And so I was like, we need to pick a date that is far off. So hopefully this is all like done by mm-hmm. that point. Um, yeah. And winter is like off season. So pricing is a little bit better on things better. as well. But yeah, it's coming fast. <laughs> I'm excited to see the photos. So, yay! Can't wait. So, I have one more question for you. This is a question that I ask all the guests What does productivity meets party mean to you? How are you able to have fun and get all your stuff done? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like what you were just saying before about like finding balance because there's so many, you're doing like so many different things. And so, like, you kind of like, you just have to find the time. So uh, I think you got to work hard, play hard. I know that's like a thing, like kind of overset a lot, but I definitely spend a lot of time on my projects, but they're passion projects for me. So I try to make sure I still have that balance. And unfortunately within the past year and a half, my like productivity meets like party was music festivals like going to shows and festivals like that was such a big like release and like expression of myself so I'm very much looking for those forward to those coming back into my life I just did my first show and I was like this is what I've been missing for like this part (laughs) of my soul has been missing for a year and a half so I think like like working hard hustling doing the coaching like like all that stuff but then on the weekends like having shows spending time with like friends and family like making sure that you take a break and like have like a release is 100% necessary we're working hard yeah you know what I mean you need a break sometimes yeah for sure you need a break a mental and physical Mm -hmm. break yep a vacation we'll do a family vacation in August I'm very excited for (laughs) nice where are you guys going we do South Carolina oh, like every other year. Do you have yep. family up there? Is that where you're from? No, my parents got like a timeshare in like, oh God, like 2012. And we go like every other year. And it's just like the most mm. relaxing week ever. Like the beaches, it's just like straight beach, chilling, love yeah. Southern food. We just relax. And we do Savannah as well, which is one of my favorite cities Ooh, nice. to go to. Okay. It's so cool. Yeah. That's what about cool. you? Are you doing any vacation? 
I am me and my family every year for Thanksgiving we go on a family trip so this year we're going to Paris for the (gasps) week oh my god Mm -hmm. wow for the whole week for um Monday well Sunday we're gonna leave I think by the time we get there will be Monday oh my god Saturday (gasps) have you ever been I have been um this is such a crazy story I went on a field trip in seventh grade oh my god (laughs) What did you do? Like go to the museums and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. That's um, so cool. We went to Paris, Barcelona, and Madrid. That's if awesome. You, you took um, Spanish or French or if you were in art class in seventh, eighth grade, oh you were able God. to go on the field trip. Yeah. <laughs> okay, middle school. That's fucking awesome. Holy shit. That's so great. I did a trip like that in high school when I was like 16. It was like, yeah, like your spring break, they had excursions like that. And mm-hmm. like I did Italy. But yeah, Ooh. Paris is beautiful. I went in just for a long weekend and it was like gorgeous. I want to go back so bad. It's just something like so romantic about that city. It's just beautiful. That's going to be such a fun family trip. So do you do Thanksgiving dinner or anything like that? Or just, you just chill? Yeah. No, we just chill. Yeah. It's, we don't, well, turkey. Well, you're like, a- yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think Paris is a little bit better than mm-hmm. Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nice going Thanksgiving because you always have like Thursday, Friday off because like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and then family day. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's going to be so mm-hmm. nice. Love it. Yay. Thank you so much for having me on yeah, today. Yeah, of course. Where can everyone find you? Yeah. So Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok is just my name at Emma Capotis. Um, at rave culture cast is pretty much all the handles for the podcast. Um, yeah, YouTube's just my name, Emma Capotis. And then if you guys are ever interested in coaching, like I said, I just did a podcasting course. Um, but just reach out to me. I have somebody who ended up just wanting the videos to that and I'm, you know, giving them the videos. So yeah. So if you're just interested, just let me know. And yeah, I still have one-on-one coaching spots available too. So yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so much fun. All right. That was a pretty amazing episode. Thank you so much, Emma, for coming on the podcast. It was so nice to catch up with you and to just drop some knowledge about starting a successful podcast. Thank you again for coming on the show. Please follow her, Emma Capotis, TikTok, YouTube. She has amazing podcasts or culture casts. Everything will be in the show notes. She offers one-on-one coaching. Hit her up, guys hit her up. I love her so much. Thank you for coming on the podcast. We have to do another announcement. (laughs) I'm crazy, y'all. I'm crazy. This is a back to school winner giveaway. Kai Teen, thank you so much for leaving a review. You just won a $50 gift card to Amazon. Let's go. But she said, amazing. Love your work, Perry. You inspire me so much. I've been so frustrated at myself and your podcast just makes me want to just jump back in and work on myself and my brand. Thank you. No, 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 no. Thank you. Thank you so much. It means the world to me and I appreciate you tuning in every single week and I love you and remember that you can do anything and you just feeling frustrated and you mad at yourself is you realizing that you can do better and that you can change so take that take that inspiration that you can change you can do better i know that you can take that strength and take that energy and do the damn thing do the damn thing because i know that you fucking can thank you for leaving the review and i hope you 
he look fresh if you get some notebooks or if you want to buy some sexy lingerie for you and your man or your girl you know you're welcome you're welcome i'm trying to spice up your life try to spice up your life thank you again for listening to the podcast and thank you emma for coming on i will see you party squad next week same time same place i love y'all so much Productivity meets party. party. party.